Welcome. This is All the Fuck In, a podcast from two entrepreneurs about showing up for social justice in your work. This isn't your typical capitalist-focused entrepreneurial business podcast. There are already plenty of those. We're here because we've been craving voices rooted in activism, justice, and integrity with those values. These are conversations about all things business and entrepreneurship, but from a radical perspective that says we don't have to choose between social justice values and being successful in our work. This won't be a place where we claim to have all the answers. Our intention is to offer guidance and support while also encouraging our listeners to discover and live into more questions. We believe these conversations require ongoing practice and a consistent dedication to unlearning. If you're ready to go all the fuck in on what matters most while creating an abundant life, you're in the right place. And a quick note on our content, we believe self-care is radical and non-negotiable in the work of both justice and entrepreneurship. So some of these conversations include mention of trauma, both from a systemic and often racialized perspective and in relationship to experiences like sexual violence. We hope you do what you need to take care of yourself while listening, even if that means pausing and returning to an episode at another time or skipping it altogether. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, Tristan. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have realized that on this podcast, every time we like say, how are you to one another or to somebody that we're having on the show, I'm always like, I'm good. Moving on. And like, am I really? Like, today I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, today I'm good too. And it's also funny because we've usually been talking for a while before we start recording. So. I know how you are. Yes. <laughs> it's true. We check in with one or one another pretty thoroughly before we hit the record. Yeah. Button. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were going to do something a little different for this first episode of 2021. Um, and instead of interviewing someone, Lauren and I are going to go old school style, um, kicking it back to episodes one, two, and three on all the fucking and have a conversation, just the two of us. And Uh, Before we started recording, we were talking about various topics that we might want to explore together. And the one that keeps coming through is about boundaries. Um, And this is something that we've kind of talked with uh, several of our other guests with um, Daje, with Michelle, like in terms of the conversation around pricing and charging for the things that we offer in our work and in the world. And um, I think boundaries really fit into that conversation nicely. Um, and the other thing I just want to say is Lauren and I had a moment a couple months ago in the text exchange where I was like, can you help me work through this thing? And should we just take it onto the podcast and talk about it on the podcast? And Lauren can like coach me through a situation that I was um, confronting, which is like ongoing. But it, the, the question that I had at the time, which we can certainly touch on too, is... Um, as an educator or, um, I mean, I guess that's a, a best, the best way to put it, like as someone who is offering education on Instagram, how do you handle DMs? And Lauren, you were like, I love it when people are in my DMs. Like that's a successful point for you to make a connection with someone and develop a relationship. And, 
And I'm not saying I don't love it because I do. I just noticed that, especially since I'm talking about gender identity and trans inclusivity, people ask me a lot of questions in my DMs. And I was wondering, like, how do I handle this? Um, because it felt like a boundary was being crossed, but I hadn't yet even figured out what that boundary was or set it. So I'm rambling, but that was like, this is the long intro to what Lauren and I might explore together today. Lauren, do you have anything to add to that? I was gonna say, maybe we actually start with this example because I think it was a really perfect encapsulation of everything that's hard about setting boundaries, <laughs> like why they are needed. And, you know, and, and to be clear, what you're talking about, Tristan, is, you know, these are people asking you questions that normally, you know, clients pay you to get right. advice on, um, like asking you to explain pronouns, things that um, take emotional labor from you too, given the identities that you embody. Um, for me, like, when I say I like when people are in my DMs, I mean, I like having exchanges and just getting to know people. But as a sexual assault survivor, for example, if someone's in there asking me to expend emotional labor, explaining, I don't know why we should believe survivors or something like that. I, I just, that for me is a boundary. Um, and it's also not something I, I do. Right. <laughs> so, um, and so I guess when we first had this conversation, you, it sounded like you were just feeling drained by it, which is usually a really good sign that a boundary is, a boundary is being crossed or not respected, even if you're not aware of what it is yet. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, I, one of the things I say when I'm teaching is there are no bad questions because to me, like, I, I think Daje had said, like, the pay line is the line of consent. Like when, when you pay Daje, you're giving Daje consent to, fill in the blank, um, do what Daje does. And to me, somebody popping into my DMs and asking me questions, which I should note, like some of them are very much like about how to put pronouns into practice, pronoun consideration, how to, how to talk about it, you know, and then questions that are like about people's own gender identity journeys too. Like I get those a lot and I'm not a therapist. Um, and so, you know, that's awkward. Uh, <laughs> and also there's the internet, so that's awkward. Um, but I do want to be a support to people. Um, and I do want to answer questions that have to do with creating more inclusive and more sensitive and aware spaces and offerings and, and human beings. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, there is no consent in that piece. Like, unless they're saying like, hi, I have a question for you. Like, what is your fill in the blank, like approach to exchanging questions in DMs, you know, or I have a question for you. Do you want me to schedule an in initial consult with you? What's the best way to proceed? Like, there's no conversation around that consent piece when you're just popping into somebody's DMs and asking a question. Like, most of the time, it's like, I just get the question. I'm not asked, like, if I'm open to receiving them. And so Lauren and I had talked through the challenge of, you had said, brain picking costs money. And that has stuck with me so hard and still gets very confusing for me. Because like, what happens when I'm on the phone with a friend who happens to be a yoga teacher, and they're talking to me about what to name an upcoming workshop and we're just talking as friends, but like, that's also my job. Right. Um, and I'm still navigating that in several of my relationships and, and we've talked in those relationships, like have transparency and have conversation around like, what's the best way to navigate this moment. But again, that's different than a DM. Right. Um, 
I'm rambling again. No, no. It, so it's funny. I don't know if you've noticed this, Tristan, but you say that you're rambling. I know. I get self-conscious. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's actually you taking up some very appropriate space. So Mm. I I just want to mirror that back. Thank you. Like, especially in like romantic situations, if I find myself talking a lot, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop now. (laughs) It is. You're right. Like you're naming that. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. It is a fear of taking up too much space. Yeah. Yeah. And, And this is a tangent, but the the guy I'm seeing right now, mm, um, deeper voice is one of the, <laughs> he's probably the only person who's noticed that like, if we accidentally talk over each other, um, he, he stopped me one time and was like, every time we do that, you say, Oh, never mind And let me talk. Is Aww. that a thing? like, do you like, I want to hear what you have to say basically. And I was like, Oh fuck. I do. I do do that. Like, that's not how I want to operate. Um, not that I want to step over people all the time, but what is it that's making me not want to share what I think, which frankly is usually pretty insightful. I mean, like, I think I- it's pretty insightful. This moment is a good example of that. I also think you're right. Like, I think that we've been subtly conditioned as people who are socialized female to um, surrender, surrender the platform, right, to the dude who's in the room. Um, yeah. Or and, anybody else. Or like, it's true. Right? Yeah. Like, give over our power, give over our authority. And, but I do feel like, especially in that dynamic with, with cis men, that um, it's really hard, especially since, like, body language and vocal tone, like, all of these things mm-hmm. often implicitly tell us that, like, they do get to take up more space. And, like, yeah, you're so fucking confident. <laughs> not to yeah. mention that. It's true. Yeah. And it's, and with him in particular, it's not an entitlement thing. I don't, th- I mean, he's definitely been socialized that way, but right. it's, this is a very like self-aware person who yeah. the fact that he even picked up on that is kind of amazing. Yep. Um, but anyway, I just, I felt like I needed to name I that. appreciate I that. And I feel like both of us, again, being socialized female in this world, if we're, if we have something to say and we're actually opening our mouth to say it, we've already gone through enough mental like hoops of whether it's important that mm-hmm. it probably is pretty important, you know? That's an interesting Uh, observation. I worry that I have a tendency to repeat the thought or the statement, even though I've already said it, to like say it again as if I need to continue clarifying my point. Um, And somebody recently told me that I do that often and that I don't need to. And so I'm trying to be more interesting. Yeah, mindful of like, how much am I repeating myself because I'm trying to make my statement clear? And like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a fear of being misunderstood in a way. Yeah. Well, and, um, so I'm going to go back to what you were saying before I took us off this, cool. on this little, um, yeah. but, uh, cause it, it is related where you, you said something like you, you're doing this work because you want to make the world a better place. You want mm-hmm. it to be a safer, more welcoming, yeah. more inclusive, all the things space for all people. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. And so I also, for a long time, like I was the go-to person when people had questions about like how to register to vote or just anything mm-hmm. political. And it got to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I should have like workshops about how the fuck democracy works because I'm tired of being asked. the same question over and over. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to shut down anybody who's excited about getting involved, especially right. if they're, they've overcome a barrier to even ask. And it's something they could find out with the Google search. There's so many resources now. So yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, not from the level of gender identity, identity, because that's not my journey. But um, you know, I definitely can understand the inclination of, oh, like this is going to improve the world. Therefore, I need to be like self-sacrificial 
um, and fuck my comfort and my boundaries. I'm just going to answer it because I want this person to not cause any harm or I want them to do something better. Yeah. And this is also reminding me of what I was saying at the beginning of my rambling, thank you, was, which was like the line of consent question and the fact that I do believe there are no bad questions and no stupid questions, but like I'm not offering to be present on Instagram to answer all these questions. I am offering education, um, but a lot of the questions that people have can be, can be answered with Google searching. Um, more developing like actual relationships with other people, you know, and, and hiring people, um, which was a big part of what you at the time that we started having this conversation off the podcast was like, you were trying to help me see the way in which the brand picking costs money piece and the fact that this is my work. And, and I, you know, you had said like, you could consider coming up with a story highlight that explains to people what your boundaries are. And then I talked that through with my partner and, and between the two of you, like my brain, it clicked it into place. And I did come up with that story highlight. Um, and I put it together in a post and then I put it in my stories and then I created a highlight and it came into use recently when I got a DM from someone and it, was a question about um, their own gender identity journey. Um, and again, like I want to be available to people for that. Um, and I answered the question and this was the first time I was like prompted to be like, okay, now I've set these boundaries. Now I have to like uphold them. Right. Um, and that was up to me because like they didn't watch the story highlight necessarily. They just popped into my DMs with this question. And so I answered their question really briefly. And then I said, you know, usually um, for, you know, if you want to continue this conversation, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Watch this story highlight and then we can talk. You can let me know how you want to proceed. And I, I thank you. I put the story highlight in the DM conversation and then this person said, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to answer and I respect you and blah, blah, blah. And then they sent me 15 bucks on PayPal. Um, oh, that's so, oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And I, it's like, I, anyways, I, I still feel conflicted at times. Like to me, there's a difference between like advising a cis yoga teacher on their language choices um, when they're sequencing a class and then advising someone who's curious about their own pronouns, right? And so I'm still a little conflicted about like where the line is with that. Cause like, I don't know that I wanna charge somebody who's on their own gender journey, $15 or whatever it is, a cup of coffee, you know? But I'm, st- I'm it's like, it's going to be an ever evolving process, I'm, so, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. And it, and it's going to ebb and flow depending on what else you have going on. Um, have you ever heard, I think it's called spoon theory. My therapist talks. Yeah. Like for anyone who doesn't know you, let's say you start the day and you have five spoons in your hand, but if you're someone with, for example, like me, chronic pain, that's one spoon out the window. Um, you have four spoons left to spend your energy on for me. Then another spoon is maybe podcasting that day. Another spoon is a client session. And like, when I'm out of spoons, I'm out of spoons. Yep, that's all you got. <laughs> yeah. But maybe on a day where I don't have any pain or, you know, my cup is extra full, I have 
more all spoons, five spoons, right? Yeah. All five. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and you know, this came up in, we had an individual session with a client, um, along with our friend, Charlie, who you all have heard on the podcast where, um, we were talking about how to charge basically, um, in a way that is accessible and equitable, but it still fucking pays her bills. Um, because she's, you know, a parent and <laughs> has a lot of being in the world. Yeah. 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 Um, and this came up in our episode with Dajay too, like your baseline needs aren't just scraping. It's like, what do you need to thrive? That is everyone's birthright. Um, and Charlie talked about pricing in a way that feels mutual Mm -hmm. and feels, I can't, there was another word that she used that I'm sure will come to me after we stop recording, but it was basically like, how does it feel? Cause there are certain people I've worked with in the past where you couldn't pay me enough to work with them again. Right. Um, and then, you know, there are people who, because of the relationship or whatever it is, you know, it feels generative for me versus extractive. I'm happy to do it either for nothing or for very little. Um, like for example, when it comes to recovery stuff and sobriety stuff, there's somebody I connected with in the comments in some Instagram posts who's trying to quit weed. I'm like, Hey, if you want to get on the phone, I'm happy to do that. Cause for me, that's also beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's different than somebody like extracting my knowledge. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, no, there's to your a point, distinction it's there. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. It is messy. Yeah. And as you think about, you know, next year, I guess if, if it's okay to zoom out for a second, like, I don't know about you, but I have so many post-its next to me right now. Like <laughs> I have one that says automated invoicing, client agreements about late fees, um, you know, just other kinds of boundaries that I'm thinking about. Cause I've realized this year you know, I can't sustain the pace that I'm going at the, just the amount of work that I crank out, the number of calls I'm on every week, because I'm starting to get like grumpy and I don't want to be that person. And I also, you know, want to live my fucking life. Um, and you know, not be stressed about making rent the last few days of the month because people haven't paid me yet when they were supposed to. And just, it's just this perfect storm of me needing new boundaries and better boundaries. And then to your point before sticking to the ones that I said. So I don't know if that's coming up for you as you think about this. It is. I think the thing that comes up for me as I'm hearing what you're saying is also this, the, the realization I had this year in particular in 2020, I mean that I will not chase after people like, Amen. Yeah. Like, and to me, that's a boundary too, right? Though I, I didn't realize it at the time, but like, if I'm in a working relationship with someone and I have to follow up with them several times in order to get the meeting scheduled, or I have to follow up with them several times in order to get the, the thing that I need in order to see the task through for their business, then this is not a healthy relationship for me to be in and I need to leave. Um, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. And it's disrespectful. Like, End of story, you know? And also, it's not productive for their business either. Um, And if that's their work style, that's fine. It just means we're not a good fit. And it's the same thing about, like, getting paid. Like, we should not have to chase people to get our invoices paid. Um, So setting up that automated reminder is brilliant. I did the same thing with my software. I have an automated reminder. And then if it's still not paid by the deadline, I will go in and initiate another reminder through the platform. But it's never me being like, hi, so-and-so, like writing the separate email. Um, I would like to never have to do that again. Oh, hi, Layla. (laughs) Somebody got out of bed, finally. (laughs) Before we recorded, Tristan sent me the cutest photo of Layla in bed, like on her back, legs Played. Played. Really Stuck relaxed. Animal nearby. Where are you gonna go now, huh? <laughs> um, 
Um, the other th- one thing, uh, my business coach, Michelle Ward did, um, with the mastermind I was in the last six months is she had a, I don't know what software it is. I need to look into it where it basically just ran it every month on whatever day I picked. I'm like, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so this leads me to the other thing I wanted to talk about was one of the things you and I have been talking around off podcast too, is like how to come up with pricing that feels appropriate. Um, and then like, and as we were, you were referring to as well with the consulting client that we met with recently, like how to, how to develop an accessible, like sliding scale type model while also, you know, keeping your rates enough so that you can thrive. Um, and it sounds to me like in 2020, you've made some big shifts as far as that is concerned. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what's gone on for you. Well, so basically I, at the beginning of COVID, I was already tapering my meds. Um, so I'm backing up a lot for a second. Um, so I had been on depression medication for a few months and I was like, I'm feeling better. And then COVID happened and I had already started tapering it. I kept tapering cause I was so close to being done. And then my birthday happened, which was always tough for me. Um, and I just kind of bottomed out. Um, and at the same time, I had an extremely stressful, um, regular gig that was basically a part-time job, but felt more like a full-time job. Um, and it all culminated in me calling a suicide hotline at the end of May. Cause I just couldn't, I, I wasn't um, making a plan or anything, but it was like ideation. Yeah. Um, which to me is a big fucking red flag for my psyche of like, you need to stop whatever you're yeah. doing, making this happen. So then, um, I ended up quitting that gig cause I just knew it wasn't sustainable for me. Um, I booked a reading with Dr. Kate Thomas, who is a mentor around like spiritual empowerment. And um, she's actually going to be on the podcast soon. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm about to join her mastermind today too. Um, and she blew things open for me in that session. She explained how I was tying, because I have this very strong core value of justice, which is a good thing. And um, I was equating making money with exploiting people we've talked about this in many episodes yeah. with lots of folks. Um, and so her pointing out that I had that unconscious, maybe a little bit conscious belief and how that was keeping me stuck in a, in just a financial situation where I didn't have a lot of choices, um, made me realize like, oh, I have some major number one money mindset work to do. Mm-hmm. Number two, I need to up my prices <laughs> for mm-hmm things like private coaching that I was doing. I was charging at the beginning of this year, I was charging 60 to 80 bucks a session. Oh my God. For an hour? For 50 minutes. That's not sustainable. No, it's And it's under, it's undervaluing you and then sending the wrong message, right? Yep. And I was doing a lot of shit for free because I was just so excited to even be like allowed to coach. I felt so unworthy. And, um, you know, I, I volunteered my time for one organization that was running progressive candidates all year. So I was happy to like continue with that. But over the year, it started to feel like, wow, like I'm actually giving away a lot of my time and energy. Um, so yeah, like as, as June, July rolled around, I just started being like, no, I'm going to ask for more. more. Um, and, and maybe that means that certain people won't have access to certain programs, but it also means that because I'm accepting like generosity in one area, I'm able to give that generosity in others. Um, the other way that um, Kate explained it, it's like, well, she's English, so she said X pays for Z. Um, 
Love it. X, Z. Um, and so that's, that's how I'm trying to approach things now. Like I would love to get to a point where, you know, money is not something I worry about every month, to be honest. Like it's been a very stressful three months because I, as of October, didn't have any more retainer gigs. I had some recurring coaching clients, but nothing, not like these part-time jobs I essentially yeah. had. Um, and you know, I also moved, um, uh, which is fucking expensive yep. and life shit happened. Um, so yeah, I, now I'm like, I'm rambling. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am. Like just charging appropriately. And if, if someone feels a way about it, like, cause one thing I've gotten from a handful of people is like, wow, that feels expensive or that feels like too much. And I'm like, maybe for you, it does feel that way. And that's fine. That just means that we're not a fit for this particular thing. And the other thing Kate said that was so helpful was like, my job is not to make my time accessible. It's to make my ideas and my work accessible. So things like this podcast, this is free. You know, what I post on Instagram, that's free content people can consume. And there are probably tons of people who only want the free stuff for me and are never going to pay me to do some work with them. And that's fine. Um, And then there are people who are going to have a much different budget um, who are going to pay me way more than I can even imagine right now. Um, Yeah. I am with that. I'm curious what's come up for you around. Yeah. I also like, you know, yes, the podcast is a free offering and like what we put out on Instagram is free content or education and it requires a lot of our time and like, you know, listeners welcome. Lauren and I are doing all of this ourselves by ourselves. Like we do not have an editor. We do not have a producer. We don't have like any of the people that fancy podcasts have that are helping them put that together. And, you know, we're managing to do it together as a collaborative team in a way that's like, doesn't make us want to pull our hair out and is still fun and nourishing. And so it's great. Um, But like the work is work, right? And it's time taken away from other projects, et cetera. Um, The thing I'm really sitting with and partly inspired by you too is um, I, and we've talked about this a little bit too, I, for the longest time, as long as I've run my business now, I've offered free initial, like, let's see if we're a good fit phone conversations or Zoom meetings. And in that free 20 to 30 minute session, I have felt like I need to first like get a sense of this person and then also show them how talented I am so that they want to work with me. So in a sense, I'm giving them free labor for, you know, 20 minutes or so. Um, And there are many times where I've offered a lot of stuff in those initial meetings and like, they've walked away and have not scheduled to work with me, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So that's not sustainable. And that's something I'm going to, I think I'm, everything I'm doing right now is like, I'm thinking around these things cause I'm still too scared to take the next steps. And I'm, I'm really like intending for 2021 to be a slow, gradual move towards like greater integrity around this. But you know, I can't keep offering free initial consults. Um, not for someone who then wants to hire me for an hourly coaching session or consulting session. Like, nope, we just jump right in and you pay me. Um, And then the other thing I'm experimenting with too is I've been offering sliding scale for my consulting sessions. And the low end I think was, was 50, I think, 
Um, no. I know. And like, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. And not everyone, like most of my clients are paying the middle or top tier. And I was thinking like, okay, so maybe I limit that 50 mark to only one client per month or something, or I only offer it to someone who's BIPOC or trans or, you know, differently abled or et cetera, because I do want to make my work accessible. Um, and it's tricky. And you're right. Like, I can't just offer an hour for $50 a few times a month. Like, that's not sustainable. And so I've been trying to first, like, set some boundaries around how often I make myself available for those meetings. I'm trying to stick to once a week. Like, I will meet with a consulting client once a week, except for, like, unique situations. But in general, my scheduling link only allows one per week, you know? Um, and every now and then I'll go in and I'll change that and update it to two if I feel like I have the capacity to offer more. Um, but then the next step that I'm trying to put my head around is like increasing my sliding scale rates. And, you know, I know coaches and people who do work similar to ours are charging $250 an hour. And that's not more. It's not more. And like, what is it in me that says I'm not deserving of that price point, you know? Can I put on my coaching hat for a second? Please do. Or, I or knew just... you would in this, in this recording. <laughs> I relate so much. And I wonder if it, if it's similar to what I was saying, like maybe it's that value of justice, yeah. right? Like you're a very, I think part of why we work so well together is you are a very high integrity person, um, which is something I love about you. And I know as someone who I like to think of myself as someone who also has a lot yep. of integrity, it means that sometimes there's a lack of, um, like claiming what you need to, because you so value others being okay. Yeah. And like, what's best for, for the collective. Yes. Right. Um, and it, it kind of gets conflated in your, in your mind. Yes. So I would, my sense is that might be what's going on. Yes, I think you're right. And I think to, you know, I recently, it, for me starting to play with changing my sliding scale structure is like, I just need to put it in writing somewhere so that I can see like the old price points and the new price points and then slowly make my way towards embracing the new ones and just deleting the old ones from whatever note that's in. And I feel like I'm at that point where I'm just like, sitting with both and standing on this, this, it feels like standing on the edge of something and being like, am I ready to dive into this next moment? Um, where I say like, these are my rates. And even if I've previously quoted to somebody, the other rates, like now I say like, my rates have changed. Ah. I know. <laughs> you know, a mantra that Kate gave me that I found so helpful was, um, the more money I have, the kinder and more authentic I can afford to be. Mm. Um, and that's something I come back to whenever I have, cause sometimes I literally have to just like bite my tongue or like not like hold my fingers back from typing in the email, something like, but if this rate doesn't work for you, let me know. Cause then you're opening the door for that person to be like, no, I definitely want that lower rate. Right. Um, and that's not every person there to be fair. I'm sure both of us, like we work with people who are like, yeah, of course, top of the sliding scale that works yep. great. And there's always going to be the people who are like, oh, well, if Lauren's giving me this opening to pay less, of course I'm going to. And yep. I understand, you know, and this is also, we're operating in the context of systemic oppression and there are people who are marginalized. Like there's so many reasons why someone might need to do that. And that's not always why someone is wanting to take you up on the yes. more appealing offer. Yeah. 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 It's really tricky. 
<sighs> yeah. <laughs> money is forever, tr- which is why I always want to ask our guests about it. And, you know, the, especially the conversation with Dajay really blew something open for me. It's like, you don't, how do I say this? Like scraping is not what we should be striving for. And that shouldn't be like what's expected. Yeah. Like that, that thriving is, should be like the standard that should be the baseline. Yeah. Having clothes. I think she said, you know, that aren't made by people who are oppressed. Yes. Um, And having access to organic foods. Yeah. And it's like, yes, of course that shouldn't just be available to like people who are making six figures or more every year. And that's good for everybody. You know, that that's also collective care. That's an expression of these values that we're talking about around justice. I mean, um, and you know, I was thinking like, how cool would it be if I were someone the next time there's a president, a presidential election year or any election, like I can be that person who can max out, you know, how much I donate to people. Like I would love to be someone who can do that. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, throwing my 25 bucks in whenever I can. I know, me too. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you're muted. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, money in the hands of, of people with these values is so powerful and because we're not hoarding wealth. You know, Michelle talked about this too. She's like, I'm, I'm charging what I charge because I want to thrive, not because I'm trying to, um, you know, hoard wealth or prevent other people from accessing resources. Okay. She, she made the point that she can be more generous because she earns what she earns. Right. Yeah. yeah, it does. I'm thinking about that too. I just set up an arrangement to help a friend with some marketing and we had a long conversation about what the expectations were around that and like the time commitment and like what I would be delivering. And I've named a price point like off the cuff, which I, don't ever do that. Like, don't ever name on the phone of a price point to someone. Like, my father has helped me a lot over the last several years, and he said that to me early on, and yet here I am still doing it because I'm on the phone with a friend. Like, and I'm comfortable with the price point, and I know that I could go back and be like, hey, that I shouldn't have said that. But like, and there, we're friends, and so we can navigate that. But like, I don't want to, again, like integrity. And ultimately, I am comfortable with the price point that I noted. But it just like, I, the point is, is that at the end of that conversation, my friend said to me, I don't want to take advantage of you. I don't want you to treat this any differently because I'm your friend. Like, please make sure that this feels appropriate for you before we hang up the phone. Um, and I love she, that. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign of a good friend, first of all, and a good, some good person to collaborate with who like can ha- bring in that like slightly awkward or uncomfortable moment. Right. And we can have an honest conversation about it, but you know, working with friends can be really tricky when it comes to this stuff. And then like sending an invoice can feel really scary, you know? Yeah. I still, I, every time I send an invoice, I feel scared. I think yeah. in part because it, it doesn't feel like I should be allowed to do the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe. Like <laughs> I feel particularly when it comes to like a consulting session where we're just talking and I'm not like delivering some sort of tangible, yeah. I have a harder time charging. And I think that's part of why I'm struggling with increasing my rates. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, it's an hour of my time. I just talk like, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to charge you $250. Like that's well, really hard. As someone who has now witnessed you facilitating and like delivering content and in your words, just talking, I mean, (laughs) you blew the minds of the people we were facilitating for, right? Like 
I, I think we tend to discount experience and the knowledge that we carry and that yeah. this is because we are steeped in the work that we do and the knowledge that we carry, like we assume maybe unconsciously that other people just know this stuff. Um, I but do all the I, time. Yeah. But like, that's why this podcast exists. Like we need to demystify how justice can be expressed in entrepreneurship and in people's businesses. Like people are really struggling with this. And I think the skills of, I mean, shameless plug for social justice for entrepreneurs. Which, uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're trying to close the cart on Monday. I say trying to, cause you know, if you're a little late or you, you need another day, let us know. We'll figure it out. But um, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes. But part of the skill building around this stuff needs to be how to respond to changes in the climate, um, yes. if that makes sense. Like, yes. like there's not going to be a glossary of the perfect terms to use in your copy. Right. There's not going to be a perfect way to price all of your shit. I really wish that there were like my brain thrives on certainty and clarity. Like OCD is, uh, <laughs> infamous, let's say for that. Um, but that's just not how this shit works. And so having a consultant like you help them navigate all of the changing mm-hmm. environments that they're in and, and how to pivot depending on the context, like that is really tricky stuff. Um, and I think that more than anything else is what people are needing and I would say excited to pay for. So yeah, prices, please. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm like, I'm glad we're having this conversation before the end of the year, so that starting January first, I really, I really do feel like I can say, like, I'm going to commit to this. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I really am. I just, you're right. I even if it's just half an hour, like I, for that workshop that Lauren is referring to, like I took three hours of trans inclusivity education and put it into 30 minutes. And I feel like I touched on the most important things. And it's like, if you're offering that much, I mean, on some level it's priceless, right? Like, Uh, well, we should say that about all of this stuff. I mean, they mentioned this too. There's no such thing as charging your value because your value is infinite. Exactly. And like (laughs) the, the knowledge and experience and the space holding all of that, it's priceless. Yeah. 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 Well, and beyond money stuff, are there other boundaries for you coming up around work or just like your time and, and how you work and who you work with or anything like that? That's that's a good question. I, I think in 2020, I've had a really interesting experience in being able to, like, I, I dropped a retainer gig around, I believe it might have been right before George Floyd's murder, but it might have been right after because, like, the client was very, very delayed in wanting to have the conversation around like, do we make a statement about black lives? Um, And I wasn't happy working with the client anyways. I wasn't enjoying the work anymore. I had another opportunity come up. And so I, I emailed them and I was like, this isn't a good fit anymore. And then I dropped another one who was also delayed in making a statement. And like, that's a place of privilege to be able to say like, I'm going to let go of this work because our values aren't aligned. Um, And like your timeline around caring about black people isn't (laughs) something that I appreciate. Um, So I feel like I've had an interesting year in that I have been able to set some boundaries around the types of people that I work with. And that's really clarifying and empowering and also scary. And one of the things I said recently to you and was that I, I put a clause in some of my contracts that's like, 
if you don't want to talk about social justice, when we talk about marketing, then we're not going to be a good fit because I don't know how to have a conversation about growing your work without talking about what it's like to be a white person growing your work or fill in the blank. So I feel like I'm really fortunate to have gotten some clarity around that this year. And I'm right now doing much better around like setting uh, setting time aside to take time off from work and then following through. Oh my God, I forgot how important that was. <laughs> yeah. Before we recorded, you said that having Thursday through Sunday off over basically Christmas was yep. the longest all year that you've taken. Yeah. I wow. just, I mean, I didn't even know that like, I, I just have this interesting mindset that like to be an entrepreneur means, you know, and we've talked about this too, and it's capitalism and it's all the things, but to be an entrepreneur means that I need to be committed to working five to seven days a week. Right. And like, this is the model that my father set before me. This is what he did. And he busted his ass and was very successful. Um, and I watched him do it as a kid and then I helped him do it as an adult. So to me to step into this work, especially in COVID where my work grew and I didn't have other outlets to like go socialize. So it was much easier to just be like, oh, I'll just work on Saturday. Oh, and I'll do a little bit on Sunday. This was the first time that I just said, I'm going to take these days off. And I was nervous about it. Like I was nervous about whether or not I'd be able to follow through. I was nervous about confronting quote periods of free time. Like, wow, that was kind of scary. Um, how am I going to fill it? What am I going to do? Like, am I, am I going to give myself permission to watch TV all day if that's what I want to do? And, you know, fortunately, I no offense to watching TV all, today, all day. I think that can be fantastic and much needed, but I, I did a lot of reading and that felt really good. And so I think closing the year on that note might help me also remember in 2021, I'm like, what year is it that we're going into? Um, that like giving myself that time is really needed and necessary and um, my right, right? Um, for care. Yeah. What about you? You're muted. I keep muting myself. Sorry. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask really quick before I blabbed was yeah. you plan out your time. Like, have you already looked at your 2021 schedule, even just Q1? No. No. Okay. But I did, like a month ago, I did look at December and I was like, if I do not block off these two holiday yes. weekends, then I will fill my schedule. I'll just keep working. Yeah. And so I literally put it like no work four days on this past weekend over Christmas. And then this upcoming one when we're recording before New Year's, like no work, no work. And that really helped me see it in my calendar. Yeah. So yeah, I will probably do that a bit moving forward. Yeah. Well, and you know, speaking of poor boundaries, what I just did a couple minutes ago where I'm like, if you don't register for social justice for entrepreneurs by the fourth, like it's okay. Make like, it work. Well, like if you want to be in this workshop, sign up by Monday because I have rest on my calendar, like filled in from the fifth through, I don't even know. The Good 10th for maybe? you. Like I need it. Um, and like, yeah, fifth through the 10th. And I really don't want to fucking deal with anybody. Yeah. Saying, Please sign up on time. Um, also payment plans are available. So if that's a concern, talk yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I realized 
well, so the other thing that's happened this year is I have um, a parent with severe mental illness who has been in and out of the hospital since August. This was also, this coincided with me moving from Indiana to Denver. So I also wasn't able to be there for any of this. Um, and then there's also, there's always been a lot of complicated family shit anyway, just given my history and other things. So, um, speaking of my spoons, like I feel like one or two of my spoons most weeks has been tied up with just processing that and like taking care of myself. Um, and yeah, so I, I really, really need space and rest, Mm -hmm. um, currently and and for the foreseeable future. Um, And, you know, the other thing that happened is I started dating again this year and like I'm in a new relationship that I want to spend time in and on. And, um, you know, I don't, I love working. Like that's part of the challenge is it's a creative outlet in so many ways. And I'm so glad that you named um, for the folks listening that, you know, things like this podcast, this is work. You know, we, we do all of this ourselves. Um, the reason those transcripts are kind of uh, imperfect is because it takes a lot of fucking time. Yeah. To once, uh, once we get them back from the robot that initially transcribes them. them yeah. um, so, you know, trying to remember that even if something doesn't feel ex- like extractive work, even if it's generative and fun and creative, it's still work. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in COVID, like how can I make joy the center of my life? I feel like I spent, well, I've spent pretty much my entire life. God, that's kind of crazy to, to realize, but, but thinking that like, I'm here to, um, serve or you know, that, that being part of change making and making the world better inherently means like I suffer. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Um, and I can, I can claim for my clients that joy is their birthright, but it's really, really hard to do that for yourself. And so, um, yeah, like I'm trying to, um, just make that the priority next year. And not, not that that means just, you know, goofing off and having fun all the time, although that would be nice, but yeah. How do I center joy and rest? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Cause otherwise what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, and why, why would we like, I mean, yes, we enjoy work, but we're working so hard so that we can have more room for joy, more space for joy apart from work. And then if you mm-hmm. cut yourself off from that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I really think that, um, you know, now that I work with people like you and and people I'm friends with, like Charlie, it's different than when I was, I mean, the last three to four years, I was always working with and for like, they were clients and collaborators, but it still felt like I had a boss in a way. It it wasn't like me driving the car. Um, And so I was still replicating a lot of just that hustly yuck that I, I don't want to do anymore. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, um, yeah. And for anyone listening who's maybe resonating with that, I would really encourage them <laughs> to prioritize their own happiness and space and rest and, and all that too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, I mean, what I witnessed also with like, with the, the Black Lives Matter uprising and the, the demand the temporary demand for anti-oppression mm-hmm. work that seems to have like quieted considerably. Yeah. Um, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm um, trying to not be judgmental you know, and shaming about I'm, it. I'm very fucking judgmental about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, but I mean, in that moment, watching the interest and demand for Michelle's time, who I work with very closely and like her learning 
to navigate that, us learning to navigate that together and to say no to people. And I mean, it was hard and, you know, it's definitely shifted in the recent months as far as the, the interest in her time and her work. Um, I'm sure a moment like that might happen again, because unfortunately, I think that, you know, nothing has actually changed as far as Black Lives Mattering in this country. Um, yeah, uh, but I think when we know the work is so important, and when the time or the moment presents itself where it is more noticeably needed, more understandably needed, then it's even harder to be like, no, no, I'm going to say no so I can make space for joy, you know, or rest. Um, but, you know, again, Nat Ministry and, and Trisha's work, uh, you know, I, yes. I, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the other thing Michelle's done is train people in her work, right? Like it doesn't yes. always have to be us answering yes. the call. Um, and, you know, there are so many different educators, facilitators, consultants out there for this stuff. And, and, you know, people have slightly different philosophies sometimes or whatever, but typically just cause I, I don't know, there's a, I, I try not to get into the headspace of, well, if I don't do this, no one else will. Like, right. right. Like that's that savory shit that I, I don't want to be part of too. Um, and, and so me prioritizing my own rest and joy is also a way of not playing into that mm-hmm. mindset of like, it has to be me. Cause it doesn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Is there anything you're looking forward to in the next year besides, you know, a vaccine and oh my god, life? can you imagine? <laughs> god willing, I'm like trying not to let my brain go to like what the post-COVID world might look like because we still don't know when it's going to be here um, or what it'll look like. Like it's yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's going to be a one-year anniversary for my my partner and I, which feels like a really big deal. And we booked a weekend getaway for um, mid-January, which also feels like a big deal. Talk about like taking time for rest. And Fun. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. We, you know, most of our relationship has been in COVID. So uh, we haven't done a lot of things that I would normally love to do while dating someone new. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm looking forward to that and to fantasizing about travel in the future together. Um, and I am looking forward to things that I'll be doing professionally and like the big shifts that I know are going to come, even though I can't necessarily see them. Um, you know, Monica, um, who we will have on the podcast soon, just announced a course that she's offering um, in January. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do that, but it's all about digital marketing. and. Um, I just love what she's doing. And every time I see her put out something new, I feel inspired and like stuff lights up in my brain. And so I, she just announced it last night. And so that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm like, that's going to take me somewhere. Like the inspiration that she's putting out into the universe is lighting me up. And I'm going to get to thank her for that when we have her on the podcast, fortunately. But like, I feel like that's going to take me somewhere and I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm excited about it. What about you? Well, I'm super excited to talk to Monica too, because I'm such good friends with Sarah, her business partner. And so I hear so much about Monica, but I have very rarely actually interacted with her. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited just for relationship stuff too. Mm. I mean, my situation is so new and I, I also sort of want to die because I feel like he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's exciting and, and sweet and good and 
all those things. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. It's important. It's healing. It's joy. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially I just took such a long break from that stuff too. too. Like with and not even intentionally. It was just like, I had no interest and yeah. I was also in Indiana and knew I didn't want to stay there. So there was no reason to, you know, seek anything out. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I want to get in nature a lot more. I did a really fucking hard hike a couple of days ago <laughs> and survived. I'm like, Oh, right. It, it's fun to do hard things. Yeah. Um, so more of that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm also trying not to let my brain get too excited about a post COVID world, but, um, I, one of my hopes, I guess, is that, you know, with the new administration and, and all of that, that the people who have woken up over these last four years are going to stay awake and realize that we, nothing is, is fixed now. And there's going to be a lot of really tempting, um, moments to just, be like, okay, we're fine now, you know, especially for white folks. Um, and so I really want to be in, in whatever, whether it's professionally or personally part of a community that's making sure people don't go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited to get back into civil disobedience again. Um, I'm going to do more of that. Um, and, and I don't know. The other thing that came up when I was journaling yesterday was I want to fucking sing. I want to make music with people in some oh, way. Lauren, yeah. Um, whatever that looks like. Cause that's, I miss that. I, I miss those moments of just collective joy and expression yeah. with other people. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. And yeah, I'm also excited about some professional stuff. Charlie and I are going to start facilitating skill in action. Speaking of Michelle, making I her know. work more available. Um, we have some gigs lined up thanks to you already (laughs) scheduled. Um, basically if anyone's curious, I talked to Tristan a lot in a lot (laughs) of different capacities. I know. (laughs) So yeah, I'm super excited for skill and action stuff. Um, I don't know what else is coming up. Charlie and I are running the anti-racism course again for wellness leaders. Um, those applications are closing on the fourth as well. If anyone wants to apply, um, I don't know. I'm just staying sober, staying in therapy. And are forward. you, are you looking at your year and planning stuff out or are you taking it quarter by quarter? Um, like how much I, in advance are you? I, I need to plan out more of the year, to be honest. Also, sorry for the clicking. I keep opening my chapstick lid and then putting it back. Uh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> it's like my post coffee jitters. Um, uh-huh. I should do that honestly. Cause I think if I don't, I'm not going to take intentional time off. Um, but I'm probably going to start with quarter one and just what I would like to do in a perfect world. And if anyone has a great way to do this, let me know. Cause I haven't figured it out, but I want to, I want to know when my launches are, I want to know when carts are closing. And then I want to know when I have rest, like that's, that would just make my life easier rather than what I've been doing, which is kind of improvising month to month. <laughs> and like, and sometimes don't you kind of have to, because like, yes, like shit happens. shit happens and like new things emerge and like, you didn't know you were going to be teaching this workshop and now here you are teaching this workshop and right, which yeah. is great. It, it's great when that happens, but yeah, it, it would be nice to have at least a general idea of how things are going to land. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. I did buy um, another thing Kate suggested was to get um, the full focus planner. Have you seen these before? Oh, no. Uh-uh. So they have like, you know, you do your weekly big three goals as a self-care planner. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just like a 
very structured way for any Virgo type of people out there <laughs> who are interested cool. in that kind of thing. I think that'll help too. So we'll see. I will be working with, we're going to do like a, you show me mine. I'll show you mine. I mean, you show me yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> Have you seen me? What is that? It's oh. the Many Moons Lunar Planner. Um, her name is Sarah Gottesteiner. She's been making them for, she used to make them um, as like a, I think they were like, oh yeah, she'd do like January to June and then June to December or something. And now she's put it all into one year. And it's like, it's got like rituals and tarot card pulls and like a map of the, you know, what the moon and the stars are doing. And it's amazing. I feel like you would really like it. Uh, yes. And yeah. I already, I, I also use a Google calendar. Uh -huh. I feel like I need to use that, but um, I already have the moon cycle in there. I also... I don't know if anyone else like tracks their period. I'm trying really hard to stop launching the same week my period starts. I've done that three or four times this year. <laughs> I always want to die. It's awful. So <laughs> I'm all about tracking. Yeah. Yeah. Cycles, both in my body and in the, you know, sky. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> well, nice to have a off the cuff conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, and Listeners, we look forward to sharing upcoming conversations um, with other folks with you as well. Uh, yeah. Can I can I ask for like a I don't know I I, yeah. I don't know if this is more of a challenge or what, but I would love if anyone's listening to this and resonates, if you would screenshot and tag us and maybe add like what you're looking forward to next year. I just I think that would be kind of fun to yeah. see. Yeah, or like a boundary that you are yes. hoping to. Um, uphold uh, or set for yourself yeah or what boundaries you need in order to have the thing that you're looking for yes. yeah we'll just give you three prompts go ahead and share those One. Yeah. yeah I'm curious what's come up for people as they yeah possibly. me too yeah okay talk to you soon yeah thanks thanks for listening to this episode of all the fuck in if you like what we're doing we'd love if you'd subscribe to us on apple or spotify and leave us a five-star rating and review this helps other folks find us. You can learn more at alltfinpodcast.com. That's A-L-L-T-F-I-N podcast.com. And on Instagram at alltfin podcast or at Tristan Katz Creative or and at Lauren K. Roberts. Death, 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 death